John, and my favorite holiday movie is season two, episode 10 of The West Wing, Noel. I'm Daniel, and I'm leaving now. Um. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, I thought my holiday movie was going to be a, a conversation starter, but tell me about your thing. Oh, 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 we haven't even said the name of the show yet. So you, you did, The West Wing. This is a West Wing podcast about the West Wing. <laughs> Regardless, this is Daniel, and we're going to make a bad Hallmark movie. Welcome to the 12 Days of Coldsmiths. Woo! I don't know. I'd, I'd rather right. talk about the West Wing. <laughs> I've never seen one episode in my life. Wait, no, no, it is perfect. The horse is going out of the White House. That's what our movie is about. Well, there we go. That's We already have a premise and we don't even have a title. <laughs> Huzzah. Anyway, uh, my favorite holiday movie is Lethal Weapon. I'm sorry. I did that all out of order. Anyway. Oh. Oh. Oh, hello. <laughs> I, I, feel like that, I feel like that one is honestly harder to defend than Die Hard, potentially. It takes place at Christmas and it's sad. It takes place at Christmas and it's sad, but do the credits end with the most wonderful time of the year is um, that is that a thing that happens does it engage with the meaning of the holiday does it have to take place at christmas without or it wouldn't make sense there's a shootout at a christmas tree farm like what do you want um it does it does end with i believe jingle bell rock um i have a playlist of okay, christmas okay. songs and action movies and one of and one of them is jingle bell rock and the other one is Oh uh, man, I don't remember. But Die Hard ends with the other one. <laughs> I, don't, I always get them mixed up. Most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> yeah, sure, that one. I just watched it for the first time. So yeah, there you go. And specifically to prove that it wasn't a Christmas movie, and unfortunately, it did prove me wrong. Yep. It did prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Noel is a wonderful episode of TV about dealing with PTSD around the holidays. That's so. what the weapon is about. <laughs> and that's the only thing it's about. It's not about anything else. Genuinely, though, you should you should watch at least the episode called Shibboleth, which is about Chinese Christian refugees coming to America. Excellent. And it's very good. Excellent. And it's my Thanksgiving appointment viewing. That's actually, if we're talking about holidays in general, that is probably actually my favorite piece of holiday media. So your, your favorite piece of holiday media is the West Wing and just pick an episode it, for the holiday. Yes, exactly. <laughs> cool. Great. <laughs> Settled. Do we want to make a bad Hallmark movie? I would love right to make now? a bad Hallmark movie. All right. I am going to pull up this botnik. Yeah. And get my screen actually shared. Yes, let me see. Oh, the zoom bar is blocking it from maximizing. Oh, no. Oh, no. You know what? You, you get the idea. Uh, yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay. So we are doing two turtle doves as our inspiration. So for fun, we're probably going to move this around a little bit, mm -hmm. but we're going to call this, we're going to start with turtle doves. We're going to shuffle this generator up. Ooh. Okay. So our three options are Santa, out, and mistletoe. What are you thinking? So in my mind, I kind of had it as like turtle doves colon and then the, the a subtitle, mm -hmm. but I think turtle doves out could lead to some I potentially love that. interesting interesting scenarios yes turtle doves, turtle doves out. out of of is the uh, is the obvious continuation out the crazy that's <laughs> out of the come on be something good what? Woods. Turtle <laughs> doves out of the woods turtle doves out of the woods yes that's the one 
I think we got it in one. We did. I, I think we did, in fact, get it in one. Too easy. Okay. How do we tie this to Christmas in the White House? <laughs> Turtle doves out of the woods. Um. Okay. We, we're supposed to be making a Hallmark movie. Yes. So we need to try and have some of the signifiers of a Hallmark movie. Okay. But at the same time, I feel like you and I both really like non-traditional holiday movies. Like, there is... Uh, another non-traditional holiday movie that I'm going to list for my second episode of this podcast that I'm going to be on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to, let's see, how do we do a non-traditional holiday movie? That's also a harm, a Hallmark movie. This is the question. Okay. Um, the, I mean, there's the obvious answer, which is make it gay. Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But and then there's the second answer, which is takes place at Christmas, Christmas Eve specifically. I think. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, what are the turtle doves referring to? Now, my my question my question here is like, are they actual animals, or is it like slang for people in love, lovebirds, that kind of thing? Ooh. Even though. That's probably Ooh, another kind of like... that's probably another day of the song. <laughs> I think okay, slang for slang for people in love. Maybe okay, okay. Maybe it's these this couple's pet names for each other, you oh, know? Oh, that's cute. Okay. Yes. And the woods uh we're we're, we're going to figure I think the woods are metaphorical here. Probably, I was about right? to say yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could go super literal and set it in Appalachia or whatever, but like, I feel like a mm. metaphor is stronger. Yes. Hmm. Okay. It's Christmas Eve and there is some disaster that the first lesbian president has to attend to. Um. It has to be believably tragic, but not entirely depressing and awful. So we're not talking any anything like violent, I don't think. Well, I was I was gonna say, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of any horses ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Describe the horse to me. Well, I was I was trying to think of something that wasn't this, but um, Sea Biscuit is the only famous horse I can think of. <laughs> Biscuit has passed away. Sea Biscuit has passed away. And for okay. this for this momentous occasion, it calls for the president to come and give the eulogy or whatever on Christmas Eve. Mm, okay. So this is now a period piece, no, which I, I'm I, loving. I, I'm I loving really didn't want off. it to be, but I couldn't think of any other horse with Sea Biscuit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, mm. don't let me say any more horse names because I really almost said Warhammer. no more horse names. I mean, Warhammer would be a great horse name. It just isn't a horse name. <laughs> but it could be. It could be. It could be. Okay. Let's go. Let's go 30 years into the future. Warhammer, two-time Triple Crown winner. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Famous horse has, has passed away. The horse that captured the eyes of a nation in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is a national symbol. It's not, it doesn't, it's not violent. Like, you know, he lived a good long life and yeah. now he died. But it is a national tragedy that demands the president's attention at this crucial moment. 
Exactly. The president has to say at least a few words at the funeral. And be there, not like Skype in, because like this is a symbol of the whole Zoom thing being over. So you can't Zoom in to the funeral, you know? Exactly. But it was going to be a big deal because it was going to be the first White House Christmas and the president's wife's family was coming to visit. Oh, right. But now... Mm-hmm. Here we are. Here we are. Exactly. Exactly. So here's the con the conflict. The first lady is a turtle dove. The president is also a turtle dove. And they are in the woods of navigating an overbooked Christmas. An overbooked White House Christmas Eve and a horse funeral. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and and you know, of course there's the, you know, there's the romantic tension, but there's never any doubt that they are absolutely in love and they're meant to be. Yeah, absolutely. I would say, not to bring it back to the West Wing again, but there, it's very much like a, this is a very similar dynamic to like Martin Sheen and Stockard Channing on the West Wing, the president, the first lady there, because they're very clearly in love and desperately into each other. But the realities of the job puts them into conflict so often. There you go. So I think that for, okay, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call a shot here. Do it. That President Gina Rodriguez and First Lady Stephanie Beatrice. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Perfect. Are, are, are now separated by, by the entire country because President, President Rodriguez has to go all the way to the West Coast. Of course. And it's, and so they're going to be forced to relive a Zoom Christmas Eve. Oh. Oh, and it's that's even devastating smaller. for them. That's They're awful. so sad. That's awful. Oh, I man. know. Especially now. So, <laughs> sad to me. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. On top of this, the president is trying to get some really important bill through. And, you know, there's going to be side sidelined, like, basic political drama. And the and an aide for a congressman is going to fall for, like, the deputy director of the White House chief of staff or something. I was about I to know. say, there has to, be a, there has to be a romantic subplot or it's not a Hallmark movie. There, there are going to be, like, multiple romantic subplots reaching across the aisle because in this future, the Republicans finally went more moderate. <laughs> I was going to say it didn't you exist, but okay, yeah. Or didn't exist, you know? In, in this future, the Republicans fell off and the Democratic Party split into... The right-leading moderate Debs and the completely, completely left-leaning Democratic Socialists. Let's let's just you know let's make this a utopia. It's my future, and I want it now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. Mm. So I love this. How does it end? Because we can't end with them being on Zoom together. They have to come back together at some point. Well. I think, and 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 here's something. Here's something that's a little, a little wacky, mm-hmm. and wouldn't actually happen in real world politics or real world anything. Unlike unlike the president flying across the country for a horse funeral, that would happen. But this this is something. Yeah, else. absolutely. I think that the first lady and the president both try to surprise the other by getting to the other side of the country. Oh, gift of the magi. Them. Gift of the yeah, we're gonna throw a gift of the magi in here. Exactly. So I think the fir- the first lady takes Marine One out to California while the president is taking Air Force One back to DC. Yes, exactly what I was gonna say. Yes. And then, you know, you do, do you know any like 
super secure military base in the middle of America. I mean, maybe Fort Knox is in Kentucky. Fort Knox is in Kentucky. That's closer to the middle than anything else I can think of. And you know what's also in Kentucky? More horses. So maybe they can also more be, horses. Maybe they can also be present for the birth of Warhammer's, I mean, grandson. Mm. To carry on the legacy. Hmm. So they are then they then decide at 9 p.m. DC time and 6 p.m. California time. <laughs> nice. You know what? We're going to meet in the middle. Meet in the middle and have Christmas at midnight and celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as as God intended with a with a lovely chaste lesbian kiss on the Hallmark Channel. Yes. <laughs> now uh-huh. I I think that's the centrality of it. Now I, I'm just thinking that's that's the central plot arc is that they they give to the Magi each other because they're really worried about the strain that their relationship is under even though it's obvious to everyone but them that their relationship is clearly strong enough to survive this. Right. What are some scenes that we could see happening in this film? Like other than just the broad sketches is, is there like a particular like little hallmark minutia in here somewhere that we could get? Hmm. Is now a bad time to say that the last time I watched a hallmark movie was literally 10 years ago. Yeah, I mean, the closest I've come to a Hallmark movie is watching the Christmas Prince movies every year on Netflix. Yeah. So. But, like, Mm. I'm picturing a scene with the in-laws where the first lady has to explain, like, why the president isn't at the White House for Christmas. And it's, like, it's a super, it's a super, like, rom-com sort of scene that you would normally get with the parents, but it's in the freaking White House. (laughs) Exactly. And it's, and at the same time, you've got, like, the first lady's chief of staff really trying to get her to this next meeting with the the leader of the woman's caucus or something like that, you know? Right, exactly. But she's like trying, but, and I think this is where our casting choices come in really fun. It's it's a Latina mother. So she's of course demanding <laughs> that the first lady pay attention to her. Oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Yes. And it's like, uh, I think, I think also that the first lady's parents attempt to take over the White House kitchens. Yes. Oh my gosh. I need that. And I need that subplot. I think the dad is trying to set up a, a grill in the rose garden <laughs> to make to make the Christmas pork shoulder. <laughs> I think that's happening. Oh, that's so there's wonderful. also going to be like wacky in law antics. I think perfect. Which the president doesn't have to be there for because she's flying across the country. <laughs> Madam President, <laughs> uh, your father-in-law is setting up a grill in the Rose Garden. Oh, that sounds like not my problem. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, ooh, and then I think we have like an interesting like deuteragonist thing with the uh, press secretary who's like trying to manage, manage what the in-laws are doing while on the West Coast. <laughs> yes. She oh, did what? Uh, sorry, Madam President. One moment. Get her out of there. <laughs> I don't care what you have to do. I don't care who she's related to. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh. And then, but finally, they meet, and, and it gets the out of the woods thing because they meet at a farm right on the edge of some woods, and it's lovely, and let's see. Hmm. I think... I think then we cut to Christmas morning in the White House. The in-laws are super happy. It's adorable. Someone's playing the Christmas song, you know, chestnuts roasting, et cetera, et cetera. Good presents. Um, 
something with the presidential seal on it for the president, obviously. Obviously. And uh, let's see. I think. God, that's the movie, isn't it? That is the movie. I think we. I, I think we did it. Yeah, that was so fast. We. We were really on a good wavelength there. I think we made we made something happen, and I loved it. Like it just just same same brain space. Exactly. Who do we think could play the president's staff? Um, I'm trying to think of like any dude because we've pretty much only named women so far. Um, we need at least. I'm okay a, with that. I'm okay with that too. But we need like a token dude. <laughs> a token dude. I am inclined. To bring in Ben Schwartz, okay, of uh, of Parks and Rec, Jean Ralphio fame. Yes. I think, in fact, he may be the press secretary. That would be incredible because he can play manic very well. Exactly, manic, harried, doing twelve things at once. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I think there's got to be some stuff with the chiefs of staff somewhere in there, just so that we can have like. Mm. I, I I would like to see like. Ooh, I would like to see the mother-in-law trying to feed the chiefs of staff and scolding them for not eating enough. Like catering a cabinet meeting? <laughs> the situation room, even. <laughs> there you go. She wanders in there. <laughs> Ma'am, these with... are state secrets. I don't care. You have to eat more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, just like all those like family holiday quirks that that are like not super stressful, but adorable. But like applied in the highest office of the land, I think, I think we've got a recipe for a good movie. I think here. isn't that what like do. good comedy is? Is taking something normal and then like heightening the concept. So it's like family Christmas, Absolutely. but make it White House, you know? Mm-hmm. But make it White House. <sighs> Perfect. Well. Yes. Did we do it? We we really did do it right here. All right. <sighs> so. Uh, and that's the second day of Coltsmas. Colt Classics is a part of the Pocket Podcast Network. I do two shows on the network. I will describe one, let Daniel describe one, and then describe the other. The first is a the first is a podcast called Home Viewing that I do with my wife, where we watch every single movie in our library in semi-alphabetical order. Um, we are currently in well, we're currently in the L's, I think. Which, which should be interesting because I think our Lord of the Rings episode should be coming soon, which will be fascinating, I think. Because I think we're going to try and do all three movies, but not in the way that we marathoned the Harry Potter I was Potter about to say Harry that Potter. Insane. <laughs> that, was, that was an exercise in, I, I don't even know what to describe it as. It was like endurance, really. It was an endurance oh, challenge. Yeah. A true marathon. <laughs> oh, it was, it was dark. <laughs> huh. Well, um, I also run something dark, but in a different way. Um, I am the dungeon master on the podcast No Dice. We do an actual play D&D podcast uh, every first Friday, and it's a mess that you should listen to. And, oh, uh, It's so much fun. It is fun. And actually, John did our intro music, which I love very much. Um, I'm actually thinking about bringing back your boy, um, but I think you might manifest uh. in my house and kill me if I do, so I might not. Ooh, uh, Athenio, Athenio loves to be featured as long as he gets first billing. <laughs> and that's the, that's the thing. Hmm, we'll see. <laughs> and I will say, uh, I have another podcast that I do with my good friends, Chris and Gabe. Uh, it's called Them's the Facts. It's a show about fun facts and lying to your friends. 
we trick each other. We make fun of the way that we regionally pronounce words. Occasionally, my friend Victor Honey Process comes to town. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's just a, it's a good time. Good, good fun. Good friends. Great oldies. Yeah. This is the Facts is my favorite podcast on the network, second to my own and second to Cult Classics, which you can find on Twitter and Facebook at Cult Classics PPN. Thanks to John S. Quinpuerta, or me, for our extra special holiday intro and outro music. <laughs> and remember, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.